Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. podcast. Take a sip of this, drink that. Don't it feel good, baby? Take a hit of this, take that. Don't it feel good, baby? Take a sip of this, drink that. Hello and welcome back to episode 97 of the Dysonomics Podcast. A quick week hiatus, I was live showing. Shout out everybody who bought a ticket and attended the live show March the 3rd last week, Sunday, well, whatever Sunday you listen to this. It was a good good turnout, good event. We had plenty of laughs, good conversations. There was free popcorn, people mingling. It was a good, it was a good debate. It was all around good evening, so shout out people who bought tickets for that. And also, before we get to this week's podcast, a quick reminder, if you haven't got your tickets to Trend and Sundays, launching March the 24th, me and my guy, Big Man US, off the Meet Us at 7 podcast and Album Cuts on YouTube. Make sure you check out both platforms. We're launching a young soiree, a young shindig, where you can come play some games, eat good food, take some nice pictures. Ladies, there's plenty of Instagrammable places for pictures, especially one wall, it jumps. From 6 to, I think, 11 or 12. From 6 to 7, it's happy hour. So come and get your discounted drinks. Tickets on shrubs.com at Trending Sundays on, what's it called, Instagram. But, or you can hit me on YouTube up for tickets. So now all the promo stuff is out of the way. It's important to get into this week's podcast. As you can tell by the back of vocals, previously from Teddy Pinderastad, aka T-Pain, a classic track called Tipsy, we are talking alcohol the economics of alcohol i'm joined by my broski the self-entitled oracle sebi williams you can catch him on the touchdown frackers podcast from time to time he's a young entrepreneur in the alcohol industry or should i say the adult beverage industry and we're gonna be talking alcohol hope you enjoy this week's podcast let's go Hiya, it's MXM, and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's lit. Hello, welcome back to episode 97 of the Dysonomics podcast. I'm joined by one of my faves, Seb. What's good? What's good, bro? What's Actually, good, oh, man? Oh, I've gone under the alias or Seb Cool? No, Seb's cool, yeah. Seb's uh, cool, all right, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Yeah. All right, cool. So, Seb, what are your main interests in life? Should we start off with that? Yeah, it's heavy. Um, interest like you know football, 
you know the self entitled oracle the, the oracle <laughs> the oracle <laughs> Um, three out of ten shouts. Nah, nah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm eight. I, I'm eighty percent from the free throw line. The right, yeah. Yeah, I'm the rap, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, boxing. I like a lot. And um, I think we got something boxing related coming out soon. Yeah, I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to start a media page, mm. so it, it will be boxing content. It will be football content and different sports, like maybe like F1. I know a lot about F1, but. A lot of people from you know our kind of demographic don't really pay attention to it so it's something that I could probably do and probably teach people about mm. um and yeah just other sports like i'm trying to do everything you know what i'm trying to say so yeah trying to get on that wave and um yeah and kind of like alcohol man beverages alcohol beverages that's something i'm quite interested in right now okay so that's the main reason why you're here so um tell us about your beverage um ad- I want to say adventure. What's the word? Um, venture. That's the word I'm looking for. Well, do you want me to start from like, do you want the long story or the short story? The long story. Okay. So, okay. With anything I say, like any business that you're about to start or you're about to do, I feel like it's good to have like a genuine interest. Mm. Um, but I didn't, I never knew I had a genuine interest. I f- it's only now I realize, okay, raw, like these were kind of like the telltale signs of uh, something that I'm trying to start now. So, in like say like 2016 um you know how people are like heavily influenced by like music and stuff like yeah. that so i went to like a restaurant with my my girlfriend and um i saw something on the menu it was a uh, don julio tequila yeah and i've heard that in the drake bar <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this in oh the yeah drake i bar. forgot that you're a drake stan yeah, i've heard this in the drake bar now but the tequila was like Mrs. Irving himself <laughs> the tequila shot was like 30 pounds for sure for sure in it yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know what? Ah, fuck it. Like, let's see, like, what, what, like, let's see what my man's talking about in it. So, shots, so I done it, and it just tasted like two pound tequila. So I was just like, raw, okay, raw. So, so it wasn't even wavy like that. Yeah, I wasn't really wavy. Like back then, I didn't know what was wavy and what was what wasn't. But I was just doing it because I yeah, heard it. Triple drown on it. Yeah, that's it. Triple drown, didn't it? So obviously, um, as like kind of the months go on. Uh, my girl kind of brought me back um, a rum from Panama. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, usually the only rum I was drinking before was kind of like Captain Morgan and, you know, like, you know, that the basic rums as mm. well, like Ray and Nephew had had. And, mm. you know what I'm saying? I'd never like experienced a different rum. I never even knew they'd done rum, rum in Panama. Mm. So like I tasted this rum, like I really liked it. I banged the bottle out and whatever. And then eventually like me and my girlfriend we just started like it was like a thing we just made like a pack of like oh you know what any country we go to let's collect alcohol okay so like right now we've got like a, a potential bar so when we move out we're gonna have alcohol from different countries oh sick so like we just started collecting alcohol and stuff like that so then i started to kind of pay more attention so like when i'd see like for example like hennessy vs vsop xo etc i just started googling what these things mean so then i realized you know vs is entry level that means that it's been like in a barrel for like two years Mm. and then vsop means it's been in a barrel for like four years and then xo would be like six years okay the price ranges between them might be quite steep but it could be two years and one day but they might still say that's VSOP. Okay. Than, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I started kind of researching these things and stuff like that and kind of uh, paying attention. And then for my birthday, my girlfriend got me a rum tasting experience as well as like some other stuff. 
Um, so I kind of done that and I, I learned about the origins of rum and it seemed like really, really interesting. So um, I was going to go holiday in the summer to Barbados. And um, before that, I was just saying to my friends, like two of my close friends that I read, like any business thing, that any idea we have, I kind of come to this, uh, these two, let's start it and let's yeah. kind of get into the business. So I've said to them, you know what? Oh, oh, I'm thinking of like a vodka. But I feel like, the reason why I said that, it was such a stereotypical thing for me to say, mm. like, because I knew nothing about vodka, but mm. I wanted to get into the liquor business. Yeah. But I didn't know, like, subconsciously, I was collecting a lot of information about rum. Yeah. But it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get into, uh, you know, uh, vodka. So I went to Barbados. I went to a, um, a distillery tour out there. Um, it's Mount Gay Distillery, which is the oldest distillery in the world. Okay. Um, yeah, so I went on the tour, went on rum tasting, learned about rum again, learned about the origins. And I was just waved one time on a balcony. I just finished reading like Gucci Mane's book. I had read that book in like five days. <laughs> like usually like it takes me like two weeks to read something. And I was read it and I was just in the vibe. And then I, and then I said to my girl, oh, you know what? I was thinking about doing a vodka. She's like, why don't you just do a rum? And I was like, well, yeah, duh. Mm. Like, why not? Why don't mm. I just do a rum? Yeah. So I just kind of come back and then, yeah, the journey's kind of started from there. Okay. So now, so how long have you been on the actual, so that's when the journey started. Yeah. So how long would you say you've been on that path as a um, as an entrepreneur in terms of? Okay. So as an entrepreneur, I'd say probably just under a year mm-hmm. in terms of um, in the spirits business. But I've always kind of had like, random businesses before like i used to sell cars from outside my house yeah. and like different things but in terms of like the spirits business i've tried to well i'd say i'm in it but i haven't really really made my my mark here but i'd say i've been in it for maybe like a year or so okay yeah okay cool and so talk to us about like the level of like detail terms of research and and all the um preparation for what you want to do because quite a lot of people listen to this might have an idea they might want to start it but they don't, they need to kind of maybe learn about how diligent you have to be in your preparation. Uh, you have to be like, like, it's like creating like a dissertation basically. Mm. So you've got to do your research. So research is like so important. And because I had no one to coach me, I had no mentor, I had nothing. Mm. It was just me and my friends. I had to learn everything um, on my own. Mm. So someone that's probably, that has probably like a mentor, it might have taken him half the time, but it's taken me a year to kind of even get to this stage. And like, you know, you've got to kind of know about the business. You've got to find something unique um, with what you want, with what you're trying to bring. Um, because I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, everyone wants to start like a, a alcohol business and everyone, the first thing they'll say is vodka. Yeah, mm. The first thing they'll say is vodka. However, if you do your research and you kind of look at trends, you'll know that vodka isn't in right now. Mm. It's gin, gin's in. Yeah, so gin is the most um, sought after alcohol right now. And it has been for the last two two to three years. Okay. In fact, even like last year, there was like a double digit double digit percentage in growth. I think it was like 24% it grew by. So it's massive. Like yeah. gin is massive. So you kind of have to know the trends and you have to kind of be interested in... Uh, interested in the product not just do it to kind of make money because mm. when it gets long you're just gonna say oh, it's long bro yeah you're gonna fob it off you're yeah. just gonna fob it off but if you're genuine like if you, if your interest is like genuine then you'll kind of uh, get into it and then you'll know the licenses like the licenses are crazy mm. like explain to us what the licenses are okay so 
all right, if I want to kind of wholesale license, sorry, if I want to hold wholesale alcohol, there's a, there's, a, there's a specific license for that. And that's an AWRS license. Yeah. So with that, like you will have a two, two and a half hour meeting with HMRC. They'll come to your house. So <laughs> yeah, like they'll come to your house and they will kind of grill you for two hours. They want to see your business plan. Your business plan has got to be thick. It's got to be, as I said, dis- dissertation style. Mm. Like your business plan has got to be thick. They want to see that you're able to, like you have, you've got the funds in your account. So they'll check your account. They'll check everything, everything about you. If you've got any, if you've got any like, existing loans if you if you owe hmrc any money Mm. they'll check that um they'll check like any criminal records they'll check basically your whole life and they'll check anyone who's involved in your business they'll check their whole life oh shit and then um yeah kind of that will be that but then obviously if you kind of want to sell so there'll be two licenses there'll be an AWRS license and there will be a personal license okay the personal license allows me to kind of sell to you as an individual so you can buy directly from me mm. but um if I've only got a personal license I can't do wholesale oh so you can't sell to business yeah, so I had to go on a personal license course and that's when you kind of learn and they give, they give you some information and you know people that even do like events will go on a personal license course because that allows you to get um, uh, temporary event notices okay so, so well sorry it allows you to get a personal license and then you'll apply for temporary event notices to your uh, t- from your council so uh, for example someone that doesn't have a personal license can get I think maybe I can't remember the figure but it may be five uh, tens a year but someone that does have a personal license can get up to 50 okay. and then 10 emergency tens a year so mm. say you get a cause like oh yeah there's an event in two weeks oh, oh, but I ain't got a 10 some of a personal license can apply for emergency 10 and I think you get that within five days or something like that okay yeah okay cool shit so you're knee deep so when do you hope to have things um you don't have to ask this if you don't want to actually when do you hope to have um things actually what is your do you want to let us know what your brand name is called? okay so my brand name is uh la solas and that was uh specifically because uh an ingredient which i may get into later if i'm not too sure but an ingredient you can get of to it now. rum okay so Basically, rum is made from a byproduct of sugarcane called molasses. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's distilled from molasses and then through uh, a rigorous, you know, um, so through like dis- distillation and fermentation and whatnot, it's, it then happens to be rum. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's long to go into it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so through that in it. So where the molasses was coming from was Venezuela. Yeah. So one, I wanted to pay heritage to a Spanish-speaking country, mm. hence the name Los Salos. Uh, Los Salos. It's not because you're trying to sound exotic. No. <laughs> Slightly, but Yeah, because you, 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 you yeah. want to give a Yoruba and name, though. Is, yeah, <laughs> I was, this is why I say that the, this story, this part of the story is slightly corny because I was on the, I was on the balcony in Barbados and I'm just listening to the waves burst. <laughs> and, and and Los Alas means waves in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, what's waves in Spanish? I'm just typing different names, mm. like, like in, in, you know, what different Spanish names. And I was just like drunk and I was just like, yeah, Las Olas, because I think like the main ingredient from this rum it is from a Spanish speaking country. And I was just feeling the waves at the time, innit? You know what I mean? And then, yeah, that's literally how it come about. But um, we'll kind of like shorten it to kind of like LO, yeah. like to make it um, easier. But yeah, um, 
what it is is kind of first I want to start as like a spice rum. So like first all I wanted to do was spice rum, but then I realized um, it's possible to get into other like other industries um, in the alcohol beverage industry. So I thought, you know what, I'll start with spice rum first. Hopefully, looking to launch this summer, and then maybe go into other industries and possibly like help people because one thing I'm kind of massive on is collaborations. Mm. Yeah, I take a lot of um, inspiration f- from Ciroc. So I look at Ciroc, I look at what Ciroc are doing and the latest ca- collaboration was with Machino. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind collaborating with like a clothing brand. Like no other, I don't know why UK brands don't really do that, mm. but I feel like it's a great, uh, it's a great way for, for you to get your product out there and it's something new and it's something fresh. Mm. And, you know what? It's well. I know why a lot of other companies do that because it's a great way to repackage the same thing over and over again, mm. and just you know put another design on it. So yeah, that's what I'll be looking to do. Probably like a first, and then eventually go into like other things and you know from that. Okay, cool. So this summer we could look to hopefully see hopefully, yeah. um, Ello yeah. and people that have platforms, businesses. Make sure you hit up Seb. There's money, there's, money to, there's money to be made, fam. Please, yeah. Alright, cool. So we're gonna start talking on a more general basis as alcohol. Obviously, you're a drunkard and you have a uh, actual alcohol business. But um, what is an alcoholic beverage? Well, an alcoholic beverage is simply any drink that contains ethanol slash ethyl alcohol. Drinking alcohol obviously plays an important social role in many cultures. Most countries have laws. Um, um, regulating the production, sale, and consumption of alcoholic beverages. And alcohols tend to be divided into three broad categories. Beers, wines, and distilled spirits. So obviously, um, Sebi's brand is going to be distilled spirits. I don't know how people drink beer, you know. Uh, You know what? It's scary. Funny, this is a great segue that you brought up beer. Because, um, you know, beer is massive in this country. Yeah, huge. So... For example, um, I don't know if you've got this written down. I don't want to rob your points, but um, beer, for example. So in 2013, um, what's my man's name? Um, the, the Chancellor. Um, Phil Hammond? Was he still? No, Phil Hammond is, is now. Oh, the, oh, the one before. What's his um, name? Uh, George, George Osborne. George Osborne, yeah. yeah. George Osborne. So in 2000, so beer is like massive. So the government get a lot of pressure from um, the alcohol industry to kind of um, get discount off like duty. So people people like me and um, beer manufacturers, people that import beer will pay a, a, well, well, you guys will pay VAT and we'll pay duty on manufacturing beer or importing beer. Mm. Yeah, or or any alcohol, but you know what I'm saying? So different uh, duty for, it depends on what spirit it is, but it'll be, um, sorry, depends on what beverage it is, but um, it'll be like a different rate for a different beverage. Yeah. So in 2013, um, he slashed the duty for beer and he throws it for scotch whiskey. So basically what they do is kind of, they've been looking after their own. So they kind of cut the duty prices on uh, things that are UK made. And then things like wine, where you you don't see a lot of, uh, you you know, you don't see a lot of UK vineyards or a lot of UK made wine. They'll just kind of just leave the duty as what it is. So it's kind of, um, cause like a disparity between what uh, wine 
and other alcohol alcoholic beverages. Mm. So if it's come to the stage where, say, like wine is consumed like a third less than beer, mm. but wine drinkers still pay maybe a hundred million a year more duty than um, normal other, you know, mm, alcohol. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, and it's funny, like women always campaign, campaign and campaign, and, but women drink the most wine and they also pay the most duty, but because they don't realize and I don't think they pay attention, you know, it just goes over heads yeah. really, yeah. Oh yeah, because women love a wine. Yeah, they look now. Nah, they definitely love a wine. I don't know why wine tastes like spud rabbit to me. <laughs> yeah, so wine is made up with barley that is sprouted and roasted into malts. Well, all I know is uh, I know about malt. Wine is from grapes and then man there, and obviously, so already described uh, distilled spirits. So, why do people drink alcohol? Why Why do you think people drink alcohol? Um. Well, I think it's kind of maybe like a social, um, a social thing. I feel like. I feel like there's positives and negatives with mm. alcohol, if I'm being honest. And yeah, it's kind of like a social thing. But trust me, there's a lot of people that kind of abuse alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And like reported, like it, it'd be reported that the UK make 13 billion out of people abusing alcohol. So an extra 13 billion goes because into the economy for people abusing alcohol. So there's obviously going to be like a recommended um, intake per week or yeah. whatever. But obviously a lot of people don't follow that. Yes. And that's, Binge drinkers. Yeah, and that's a lot to the economy. So, you know, the government do benefit from it. Um, but I still feel like um, it, it it's a good thing to have in a social event, as long as you're not dependent on it. Yeah. I think it's like, it's quite good to have. Yeah, I feel like some people drink it now. It becomes, I think it also becomes like a quiet taste when people just like actually just drinking the drink for actual refreshment sake. D definitely, definitely. I feel like um, there's a lot of people that don't know what they're drinking. So... There's um, there's obviously the cheaper kind of rums that you can buy, which is literally just pure sugar. Yeah. Yeah, so pure sugar you're drinking. And there's obviously more expensive rums. So if when you see like people in the club and stuff like that, mm. even like vodkas or whatever, like when you see... So actually it'll be with more, it'll be with more rums or like cognacs and stuff like that. When you see people buying like VSOP or extra old or whatnot, yeah, they don't know the difference. Mm. Like 100% they don't know the difference because mm. one, they're not even drinking it properly to kind of know the difference because it's kind of like a technique that, mm. you know, you'll be shown or whatever. And kind of like two, um, if they tell you they know the difference, they're lying because you know, the biggest difference about it is that it's just more smoother. Yeah. So they say. Yeah. But if you're already drunk already, you're not going to know. Yeah. So half of it is just for the stunt. Yeah, for the image. Yeah, for the image. So, yeah. Yeah. I've, 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 me personally, um, I never, I never really drunk until maybe like a year or two ago. Seriously? Yeah. For, yeah, I've been about it from like yeah. 17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been about it. And, and that's like really only on like, like birthdays. My last birthday, you finished me. With the oh pressure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was buying you bed drink. Yeah, yeah that them Patron shots actually. Finished <laughs> me. After that, yeah, I didn't even know what was going yeah, on. My yeah. head was spinning, cause. But um, yeah, cause I was like, I'm, cause obviously you've seen the effects alcohol has on people, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm actually in control. I don't want my judgment impaired. Hundred so. percent. So yeah, we definitely um promote um safe drinking. Don't buy. An excessive amount, so unless you're buying LO, then you yeah, can buy it. Yeah, yeah. You can buy it 25 crates yeah, if you want yeah, to. Yeah. Okay, alcohol in the UK. How much people don't drink? Well, in Great Britain in 2017, uh, one fifth of adults aged 16 and above said they don't drink alcohol. So I was one of them used before. In 2017, 18% of alcohols aged 16 and over said they had, they had not consumed alcohol in the last year and they said they're non-drinkers. 
the proportion of non-drinkers were the highest in the 1624s for obvious reason and the old people in 2017 16% of men and 21% of women said they had not drunk alcohol in a year so men are l- less likely to not drink alcohol okay. than women Which, yeah I can, I can imagine man when you got your wife there stressing you <laughs> I lie fam you used to have some yak or something some yak, fam. Some yak, come home for long day at work and she's She's there nagging your head. There's no yeah. food on the. There's no food on the table. Yeah. She's not respecting gender norms. <laughs> oh my! Case. She's not respecting no gender norms. <laughs> you have a drink, bro. <laughs> <laughs> drink, oh yeah, we're done. I want to get drunk. Okay, how much should people drink? So, in 2017 in England, 56% of men and 64% of women said they had drunk in the last year. Um, and the average weekly um, alcohol consumption was no more than 14 units. So so more women than men in this case. Yeah. And in 2017 in England, 20, a quarter of men said their average weekly alcohol, alcoholic consumption was more than 14 units, but no more than 50 units. And that was compared to 11%. So men were more heavy. Okay. I'm trying to think of socially, maybe... Like football, going after work with the boys. Going after work is definitely probably a massive thing. And um, yeah, like, I, I, I guess it's like, you know, like I don't obviously want to keep bringing it this, like keep bringing it back to this point, but some people actually stay at the pub because they don't want to go home. Like, yeah. They stay at the pub, they don't want to go home. So obviously they're just kind of like drinking more and mm. tr- like, it's just like a social setting. Whereas I feel like women kind of drink responsible like they're, they're quite responsible with their yeah, yeah with their with I their feel like it's more responsible period yeah like. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Man, I'm on a YOLO vibe stuff. yeah we're like YOLO yeah let's give me another one let's give me another one you know what I mean and um, yeah um, yeah that's why I, feel I was not also arts um, I swear can men hand um, take consumer alcohol biologically because we're big guys? Yeah, I don't know, we I don't know about that. There is a, um, I'm not sure on the units, but the, the recommended units for men and women are different okay yeah, so they are definitely different like men c- naturally can well that's what they'll say can consume more alcohol but obviously you, you get some women there that can probably out drink men you mm. know what I mean so um, yeah shout knows. out Martha um, <laughs> so in 2017 4% of men said the average weekly al- alcoholic consumption was more than 50 units compared to 3% of women was more than 35 units man Jeez. I'm stressed <clears throat> there's being an alcoholic looks cr- no it looks crazy um and yeah, it's definitely like important because especially when you're doing your like um, your like personal license. So when you're selling to people directly mm. or when you're in charge of people that are selling to people directly, I think it's it's important to kind of, um, you know, you've got to be responsible mm. because yeah, one, you want to kind of sell whatever you're selling. But two, you know, if, for example, I keep selling someone alcohol who is absolutely smashed mm. and then he leaves the venue comes from so he leaves my venue mm. and then goes out and causes like a problem that's an issue for me mm, facts. Trying to say. so yeah. you kind of have to kind of pay attention and see what people are doing as well like you have to be wary and and hence why if you go to like supermarkets and stuff like that um some supermarkets will obviously request for id yeah. if you look like younger than 25 
and they call it they call that like challenge 25 or challenge 18 mm. it's like you have to challenge someone if they look young uh, younger than you know the recommended age yeah and the legal uh, age is 18 as well isn't it yeah yeah the legal is age but some like listen if you're not looking 25 and you ain't got ID on you it's a myth it's a myth yeah. 100% and I thought that's important I feel that's a good thing that the government has kind of brought in uh, to kind of um, regulate or try to regulate you know yeah. the industry now let's talk about how much do people spend in alcohol so this is where it matters for yeah. for mr seb um it's estimated in the uk mm. in 2018 the average weekly household spent on alcohol an alcohol home? What am I on? Let's start again this <laughs> is estimated that in the uk in 2018 the average weekly household spent on alcohol consumed in a home was eight pounds 70 while it was while it was eight pound consumed outside of the home so six so the average household spending 16 pound a week yeah on alcohol I can, I can, um, I can definitely, I, I definitely think that because um, these days as well, you got a lot of cheap alcohol. Mm. You know, you just want to have a little drink here. You mm. have a drink with your meal. Mm, yeah, you know maybe I mean? like just a young, a yeah, young wine or, or quick, or quick drink after work. Exactly, like and um, especially like right now, I feel like that the alcohol industry is a really good industry to get into if you're passionate about it. Mm. Um, because when you look at companies like um, Diageo or whatever they're called, um, like, they are doing, like, a madness. Word. They're, like, basically, like, the death row of alcohol. Like, <laughs> like, they have everyone. They signed everyone. Like, they literally, like, a, a record label. They literally will sign you. Mm. And, like, they literally own anything, like, Red Label, Black Label, Ciroc, mm. Guinness, um, Bailey's, wow, they got... Smirnoff, which is the um, highest selling they alcohol. They move like Universal, bro. Yeah, they're literally like they got Smirnoff. They actually even own 37% of uh, Moe Hennessy. So Moe Hennessy are together. Mm. Uh, they own 37% of that company. Like they are. So they're literally doing like bits and they are looking for young entrepreneurs that are doing their thing um, with a unique idea. And the only thing is, I'm not too sure how their contract works, but what I did read was um, if, for example, they invest in you, mm. they want the they want the right to kind of buy you out. Yeah, they want the right to buy you out. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. It's like, basically, it's like football terms, like, I loan a player and I'm going to buy them out at their lowest value. Yeah. Yeah, like, because I can see they're going to be doing a madness next yeah. year. So let me just buy them out now. So I don't know how that kind of works, but it's something that people, if they want to get into it, should research. Like, they're massive. Like, yeah. Shit. I don't even know that the man that was signing all the alcohols. Yeah, yeah. so between 2013 and 2016-17, there was a 2.8 increase in spending per person per week on alcoholic drinks. So from the average person spends 6.2, 6.44 pounds now, which is, it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you think about that's the, across the average person. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of money for the, for the alcoholic, um, alcoholic companies to come and shop. No, definitely. I feel like, but that could be two things. It could either be because people want to drink more or the fact that companies are putting their prices up with, Oh, okay. Uh, the duty escalator okay. to make you know a good, a decent you know profit. profit. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So it could be that, like, because um, you know, for example, let's say wine. Yeah, yeah. like a, a average. So a bottle of wine, it may be like seventy five cl. Yeah. So still wine, um, I think it's probably like two pound nineteen a bottle duty. Just that's wow. just two pound nineteen a bottle, and then sparkling wine is like two pound sixty nine a bottle or something like that. So that's before anything. Mm. Then you've got your VAT, 
and it, so you know some companies are kind of putting up their prices because they've already got to pay this to the government yeah. before they make any So they're passing on that money. cost to the consumer, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm. And when you kind of compare that with France, like France for like still wine is something like 3p and for like sparkling 6p. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like the UK, like they, they pan people with duty and stuff like that. Okay, cool. So some more some more stats for the streets. Um, in 2017, alcohol was nearly 64% more affordable in the UK than it was in 1987 and 3.2% and more affordable than it was in 2008. So maybe with the rise of all these different brands, so this is... Okay, so maybe that kind of... That's kind of good for you then because... People are raw. Like, man, can't afford yak, you know. Let me go grab some low. It's, it's weird though because you see some of the like some of the things that they put on the internet. You you can never be too sure because yeah. it's kind of like America. Yeah. You know, in America, yeah, you know the big pharma companies, yeah. like the meat industry. Yeah. They put out random things into like their the universe. So I don't even know why some of the things are why they're on there. I don't know why they're on there. I don't know why they're happening. But you have to kind of take a lot of these things with a pinch of salt. Mm. So they're saying that. It's a for, it's it's more affordable, but that could be due to you know the national income always going yeah, up. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. So it could be due to that. So like before, as I as I said before, there used to be like a duty escalator. So mm. I think that was kind of a specific percent that alcohol used to go up every year. Mm. Um, but now I think alcohol just rises with the rate of inflation. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I have probably have to do more research uh, regarding that, but they've got like a funny way to kind of word these things to make it seem like they're doing, you know, more than they are. <laughs> that would not surprise me whatsoever. Cool. So, um, men are more likely to drink than al- um, drink alcohol than women. We discussed that. So, when you look at self-reported drink behavior by sex, data shows that 60, 62% of men and 52% of women drank alcohol in a week prior to the interview. So men are more... So, <laughs> it's been a tough week at work. Me, bro. <laughs> tough week at work. Arsenal just got panned by Renz. Yeah. That was like a swig of the yak, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, and looking at drinking habits by age, the highest consumption was found those aged between 45 and 64, with 64% saying they drank alcohol in the past week. Lowest was found between 16 and 24, and that's 48%. So 40, 45 to 64, men are, men are tired of their wives, tired of their husbands, yeah, yeah, tired yeah. of working, just waiting for retirement, get ready for retirement, just drinking that bottle of wine or that yeah. bottle of Elo. Trust inshallah. me, inshallah, bro. Yes, that's via um, the ONS. So we kind of discussed about why, why do people like to drink? So just some more stats behind that. So since 1990, consumers in the UK have been shown, have shown a shift in preference from beer to wine. Though consumption of beer still makes up the largest percentage share between those drinks based on pure alcohol content, as you said, yeah. So 30, um, 36% is beer, 33% is wine, and 23% is spirits, 7% is ciders. A rate of drink beverages such as alcohol pops are 2%. What is an alcohol pop? I don't know what that is, bruv. I, I'm not too sure. Maybe that's like a... Some alcohol flavored something, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. but I don't see them on the roads. Yeah, maybe listeners could tell us. Yeah, um, in 2017, the majority of men, a 16 and above, obviously, who had drunk alcohol in the last week but not binge, had drunk normal strength um, beer, stout, lager, or cider. That's 56 percent. And almost third, almost a third have drunk wine or champagne. Wow, the bougie use that's mm. means them. <laughs> and under six are drunk spirits. While in contrast, the majority of women who drunk alcohol had not binged. 
had drunk wine or champagne, 60%. You raw women love a wine or champagne. Yeah, they love it. That's and hence what I said um that uh, regarding the duty is that women um they make up 60% of wine drinkers. Yeah. Um and you know, wine is being consumed way less than, you know, beer, mm. but they still pay more duty. You know what I'm saying? So they're getting charged a lot just to kind of enjoy um, a drink like that. And even, sorry, on, on another point, obviously you mentioned like champagne. Mm. A lot of people are just drinking and drinking sparkling wine and think they're drinking champagne. It's not actually champagne. So obviously it can only be called champagne if it's from champagne, which is in France. Yeah. Yes, but a lot of men think that they're doing stuff, for example, like Bel Air. So they'll be buying Belair and thinking like, oh yeah, I'm busting, I'm busting bottles, like, <laughs> but they're busting sparkling wine. Okay. So it's one thing that people should kind Why of- Why is Prosecco? Uh, I think that's a sparkling wine as well. Why do women love Prosecco so much? I actually don't even know. Because I don't think I've ever heard a guy say he's excited to drink Prosecco. Uh, women, actually, they're like, oh my God, Prosecco brunch. Oh, I'm there. I don't know. Like, I'm actually sick of it because my girl has made me drink that drink yeah, <laughs> so much. Yeah. I think I'm actually quite sick of it now. Like, I'm, I'm Fam, they look, women love a Prosecco brunch. You say Prosecco, they are they're local. They're there, they're there, they're there. Yeah, yeah. Add Prosecco to whatever you're doing. <laughs> they're there. Fam, I might need to find a way to infiltrate Prosecco and start controlling them. Controlling the messes, fam. Yeah, no, that's actually, a, that's actually a good thing that if anyone wanted to get into alcohol, Prosecco would probably be um, a, a good place. I, I don't know much about that industry. I'm not mm. too sure. But it's more like the rum industry that I really... Yeah, you're, you're on Rum FC. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, drinking habits by social economic status. So in 2017, 7 out of 10 people who said they worked in managerial professional occupations drank alcohol in the week before the interview. This group represents a wide range of jobs such as doctors, lawyers, architects, nurturers, and teachers. Whereas in contrast, 51%, so around one in two, of people working in routine or manual occupations so they drank. So laborers, bar staff, lorry drivers, receptionists, and care workers. Mm. That's quite interesting. Maybe because like the nature of professional jobs, like man go out after work and that, and it's probably a bit more routines, nine yeah, to five. Yes, yeah. yeah, 100%. That's definitely like, you know, them, 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 and have their favorite pub. Mm. Let's go to this pub, like whatever. After this, like pre work, dr- oh, sorry, after work drinks, dress down Friday. Yeah, Friday, yeah. you, you, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, okay, I found out quite interesting. I thought it'd be the other way around, but I'm surprised. Um, where do people drink? So, Seb, where do you think uh, most people drink? Uh, so probably be like bars, um, home, so bars, home, um. No, probably like clubs, mm. just assuming. Yeah. Okay. So 2016, 32% of all alcohol was sold in on-trade. That's licensed premises, like pubs, yes. bars, and restaurants. Bars, yeah. yeah, so you're right, damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this has decreased from almost half, though, from, 40, uh, from 47% in 2000. There's been also a 17% decline in the number of pubs in the UK since twenty since 2000. Yeah, pubs are done out here still. Yeah, it's difficult, man. It's difficult. It's difficult to survive. Like, you know, you've got the duty going up, less and less people are going out, um, you know, rent's it, expensive. Rent's expensive. Yeah, exactly. Like the land that your 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 pubs on is is going up and up and up. Unless you live by like a football ground, where you're you're in trouble. Mm. Really. Okay, cool. So let's look at some cheeky price comparisons. So, so price comparison site called Cooper Nation compared the prices of shop bought alcoholic drinks in twenty crush countries across the globe. Yeah. Mm. So, so if we're looking at Cost of a of an imported beer in the UK mm-hmm. um, is naught point. Um, I'm gonna talk about eighty two pence compared to Argentina. It's one pound twenty two, and let me see who's cheaper than us. Spain, 
51, 51 pence. So it's great to you. Uh, India, £1.31. Rah, them men are paying peas, cuz. Yeah, paying peas. Um, and in the States, £1.09. So if you're looking at a mid-range bottle of wine, so that's for the ladies then, in the UK, it will cost you on average £6.91. Mm-hmm. And if we're comparing that to other places, Norway, £11.58, so almost double. It's crazy. Uh, Spain, bloody hell. Yak is cheap as Spain, you know. £3.76. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else in China is 11 pounds god damn yeah, shout out to Chinese man drinking over there yeah bro yeah. them men are militant cuz yeah militant well you, love, you man better get back to work um, and if you're looking at a cost of a five, 750ml bottle of vodka in the UK you're looking at 14 pound 85 uh, in Argentina raw 4 pound fam 4 pound 43 yeah, for a bottle of vodka people like Madonna and that getting burst out <laughs> <laughs> Madonna's getting lit out here fam um, that's why Higuain's always fat Trust me. In, in India 16 pounds um, in Spain again cheaper 10 pounds China 7 pounds so, so vodka is cheap in China fam mm. okay cool so the biggest alcoholic brands in the UK so there's 10 of them let's see how many of them you can guess so. that Okay, well, I definitely know Smirnoff is number one. It has it, to be. It's actually dropped down to number two now. Is it? Okay, see. Um, well, it was number one. Um, That's because the number one brand had a massive growth. Uh, is it going to be gin? Like a, a form of gin? Um, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't think this is gin. What is it called? Stella Oh, bear. Well, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, bear. Um, maybe Guinness might be up there. No, Guinness is not there, you know. It's not there, Smirnoff. Guinness. Mm. Uh, so one for free so far you're moving like Westbrook yeah definitely moving like Westbrook Mm -hmm. Um, I would definitely be uh, I don't even know these men you know these yeah different type of beers yeah this is hard Brexit hard Brexit hard Brexit Brexit brands is is Bailey's on there no no Bailey's is on there you need to get a bit about hard Brexit just think of Sean what was Sean and Lewis Stroke shout out touch and fracas what's um I even know beer brands, bro. To be honest, man, what's what's what did it? Carlsberg, definitely it has to be on there. No, Carlsberg's not. Carlsberg's not on there. Nah. I'm fully the only drink I know as well. The only beer drink I know. Think of the beer adverts when you're watching football on Sky Sports and that. Guinness, Carlsberg, fam. I don't even have a clue, man. I don't know about beer. Okay, man. I'm gonna start naming some. You're gonna be like, oh, of course. Yeah. Okay, cool. So number ten is the famous goose. I don't know what that is. Okay. They oh, sold. That's a, I think that might be a whiskey or rum. I can't remember. Okay, so the, this it. is via the grocer, by the way. So they sold. Um, they made two hundred and sixteen million pounds in sales. Yeah. Number nine is Jack Daniels. Okay. That's two hundred forty-six million. Yeah. So that's a quarter million. Number eight, Strongbow. Ah, okay. Two sixty-seven yeah, yeah, yeah. million. Seven Hardies. I've never heard of them. Never heard 271. Like Gordon's. Yeah. 276. Never heard of them. Number five, Carling. Okay. 350. I said Carlsberg. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Carling. Yeah, Four, yeah. Foster's. Oh, yeah, see, them are not on three. that, man. <laughs> 354 million. Yeah. Uh, number three, Budweiser. Oh, of course, yeah. 480 million. Number two, Samama, 485. And said Artois, a whopping five hundred and thirty-three million pounds. Yeah, themselves. I knew it'd be majority bear. Like them, them, they love that man. They, they, they love bear, bro. Mm. Like, bear, especially because a lot of uh, bears brewed in the UK. <laughs> so yeah, like that's where the man on So yeah, so those are some some digits for you. So yeah, I think I don't know anything else. Or anything else you like to talk about regarding mm. alcohol? Let me think. Is there anything else I want to talk about? 
Yeah, uh, well, just lastly, all I was going to say is, um, again, as I said at the start of the podcast, do not kind of follow trends. So what's popping? Like, there's been a lot of new gin uh, companies. And although gin is still rising, there's going to be less people kind of investing in gin and getting into gin. And it's soon going to take a dip. And, you know, rum is on the up. Um, It's been tipped to break a million a million pounds uh, annually so i think right now it's on 991 million uh so it's gonna been it's been tipped to uh, tip to break a billion sorry yeah so um if you know you know if you want to get into rum or get into alcohol probably shout me if you're an investor shout me yeah 100 if you're an investor shout me where can we find you shout me uh on twitter uh sebi bfi um yeah just on twitter just shout me or, you know, if you see me about. <laughs> That's it. Man. Okay, Seb, thank you for joining uh, my podcast. Yeah, right. um, also, this is my first podcast since the live show. So, shout out anybody who went. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Until next week. God bless. Sports Social Podcast Network.